0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Growing Lean Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Halfide, another amazing episode sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning software development firm. I am very happy to be here with Adam Levin, who is the CEO and Chief Marketing Officer at Information Experts and a
1: high-impact
0: community builder for those looking for professional and personal growth. Welcome, Adam.
1: Ethan, I appreciate being here. The invite, I also uh, want to thank you from the bottom of my heart of getting my last name Correct, Levin, not Levine. I, so I was thinking like, of,
0: yeah, I see the <laughs> resemblance, you know, Adam Levine, Maroon 5, I was like, all right, we're talking about digital Yeah, yeah. so anyway, I'm like
1: 15 years older than him, and next time we hang out, I'm going to tell him about, he needs to change his last
0: name.
1: 100%. But yeah,
0: how about we give you the spotlight? Maroon 5 is great, but let's talk about information experts. Tell me about your background and the history of your business.
1: Sure. All right, so <clears throat> I'll give you the, uh, the shortened version. Uh, I've always I've, I studied marketing in college uh, I've always been in love with uh, with marketing my one of my first uh, marketing projects was I ran the uh, ultimate frisbee team in college and it was kind of you know you know a bunch of ragtag guys I got it organized I basically branded the, the, the team right we used the uh, uh, it was called the Ultimate Messengers. Uh, we grabbed the, uh, the, the guy from the dead. Like I contacted Wham-O. I had like professional frisbees made up. I had T-shirts made up. I got the whole like the ultimate. People were jumping on. it. Like, oh, how, how can I be part of this ultimate frisbee team? So that was my first like real live marketing project. Of, you know, doing branding, community outreach, creating a community. So that was a blast. Though so did that uh, all through college. And we had that was a lot of fun. And then uh got out of school. I worked in uh, outside sales for a while and uh, within the logistics and transportation industry, get, bopped around, got promoted. I was eventually uh a VP of sales and marketing. And this is. Uh, early 90s. And they basically said, oh, hey, you said, by the way, you're also in charge of marketing. So I had to, they said, oh, we need to, you know, we need to update our brand. We need a website. We need sales decks. We need everything. And so I I did it and went through the process for the job and I fell in love with it. I said, this is what, this is what I need to do. So at the time my, I'm divorced. My ex, my uh, my wife started a a training company, my ex-wife. And I came in and built out the marketing department and fell in so I could, do this service for other companies. And this was in like 2000. So I, I just fell in love with uh, marketing. I got energized and I wanted to do this. So we, cre- I, we I set up a whole marketing communications agency uh, as part of the company. And now today it's 100% uh, digital marketing.
0: That's awesome. And we spoke offline about your positioning in the market. Um, and talk to me more about what made you choose that positioning for who you serve.
1: I'm uh my personality I'm super I get super energized talking to uh, other business owners uh specifically individuals who have a growth mindset and also individuals that are running growing companies and that want to grow so I basically my our agency can add fuel to the fire right so if you're like moving and cranking we can come in and blow it up that that's an ideal, that's an ideal client uh, for us. And it's an ideal experience for, for everyone, right? Cause we're going to come in, we're going to deliver results and we're going to take you from here to where you want to go. So. That's- okay.
0: So that's, that's a good strategy. So let me kind of recap. It sounds like a company needs to go from zero to one. And then when they're ready to go from one to two, to maybe even three, they start to work with you, but walk us through your overall business strategy of how you do that.
1: All right. So, uh, Great. First thing to a couple things, but one, we want to identify your uh, ideal client profile, your ICP. Who's your target market? Who are you trying to reach? Okay. And I also need to know at the end of the day, why is someone buying you, buying from you? What's the why? Why are they buying? Right. I I work with a lot of technology companies. They'll, They'll start spewing about their features and benefits of their products. I don't care. You don't care. Right now, we're on a Zoom call. Do you? I don't think you care how this works, right? You just know, hey, you sent me an invite on your calendar, boom, and I'm on it, and it's working. But I don't need you or I'm not going to explain to you why this, this works, right? I just know, hey, this is fantastic. We're talking live. I'm pumped. And fantastic so we want to know the why why do people buy from you what problem are you solving i need to identify that that's going to be our whole messaging around that and on top of that i'm a big and i didn't make this up but uh no feel do when someone experiences you your brand what do you want the user to know what do you want them to feel and what do you want them to do so yeah that's what i need so i need to know why they're buying on a high level And I want to know who your ideal client profile is. And then I want to define the no field. And once I have all that, we can create anything. But but it's got to adhere to those. I need to know those things. That's kind of a super high level of our overall uh, strategic approach.
0: Okay. No, I like that. It reminds me of the KLT factor, the no like trust factor. They have to know you. They got to like you. They got to trust you. And then they can do business with you. So that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, uh, you're, you're personal. I know you're in sales as well. You're an owner, but you're in sales, right? end of the day, you're right. If they don't know or like you or trust you, you're going to be giving st- shit away. Excuse me. They're not buying from you because they don't like you. So that's, that's, that's table scraps. That's a a given that that's number one. And then once you have that, then we can go into the strategy.
0: 100%. So now talk to me because I, I heard a little context clue. I think you said back in like 2000 is when you first started, the industry has changed so much over the years. And honestly, it seems like I'm I'm a little bit newer with it, but it seems like it's changing faster than ever, especially with AI coming into play. And I'd love talking about AI. There's pros and cons, don't get me wrong, but I'm optimistic. I'm I'm net positive when it comes to AI. Talk to me. How have you adapted to the changes in your industries over the years in more recent years as well?
1: Yeah, great question. I think the biggest trend for uh, from a marketing perspective is uh users their their attention spans getting shorter and shorter right also the way people consume information is different right i'm going to guess the majority of your browsing is done on your mobile phone
0: okay, oh so, 100% yeah
1: right so now i got to de- develop an experience for you that i know you're going to interact with it on on your mobile phone so therefore, I got you know I got my iPhone here. I got limited space to work with, right? So and I know you got a short attention span. So when you're going your when you're hitting websites, you're not spending three minutes on the website, right? You're looking for your information. You're probably on there three to seven seconds. And if you see something you like, you'll click on it and read further. But I got to I got to grab your attention. In, the net, in three, I got like three to five seconds to really make you say, "Okay, I want, I, I want more information," and then click through. So I think that's that's been, in my opinion, that's been the biggest trend. Originally, when we did websites, they were putting out books, right? They were just putting out a ton of information because hey, it was new and people needed to get information and they wanted to put as much content out as possible. Now I think the trend is less is more.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, everyone's so bombarded with information that you're, it's almost getting, better. Like, how many
1: emails did you get since we spoke this morning?
0: Oh, tons! I think I have like a hundred and twelve missed, hundred twelve thousand missed emails. <laughs> yeah, in I your, need to in sort inbox, through that. Right,
1: everyone, it's insane.
0: It's yeah. I need some. I know they have AI to sort through that stuff, but you know, I'll. I'll I'll experiment and find what other tools are out there, but talk to me too, as well as, you know, specific tactics and tools that you have used to capitalize on those changing, let's say shortening attention spans, but also changing marketing landscape.
1: All right. So I would say again, uh, reiterating, I think the biggest, for me, the biggest trend is uh, on the, on the web development is making sure that you have a mobile friendly web presence. That to me is everything, right? Because especially in the uh, in this area, uh, in most areas, they're going to experience it on the, on the mobile, and you need to d- know that when you're designing your your marketing. So I think that's uh, and again, shifting the focus from a, an egocentric meaning, hey, I'm great, this is fantastic, versus a user's experience. Why do I want to engage with your brand? Why do I want to hang out with Ethan, right? What you, you know, what problem are you solving for me?
0: It's a good point. Yeah. And and because it's funny that you bring that up because like I see how many more businesses are like more solopreneurs are coming to market. More people right. are saying, Oh wow, the tools are accessible. I can start my own gig. But then they quickly realize like, how, how are you going to compete against like the millions of competitors? Like and nowadays, personality really is a competitive asset. Like if people like you and they see that you do good work. That's more than uh, enough reason to see like, hey, I want to work with this person, right? Because there's so many more people. Sure, they may be cost effective offshore in different areas of the world. But if you know, like, and trust someone and they feel like a neighbor to you, you're going to, you know, you're more likely to to
1: trust that, hey, if I hire information expert, we're going to deliver and I have your best interest at heart.
0: That's everything.
1: And if you don't have that, we're not moving forward.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I'm curious, do you guys use AI in your day-to-day life of service delivery and, and business ops? To,
1: to me, I, AI, is, like as you know, again, you're a technologist, it's the Wild West. So we're still kind of playing with it. We do use it for content outline. Like we'll have an idea for some web copy or some content or a campaign and we'll type in, hey, this is what we're thinking about. You know, this is, here's a draft of... What I'm trying to say, and then see what it spits back with, and then we'll massage it again. So it okay. does help with the uh, with the content development, it, but it's it's an it, it's part of the iterative process. We don't just you know we want to edit it and we want to get some ideas from it. And obviously, you, you, know, you can have ton more uh, ton of talented people that can tell you how they're super really leveraging it. That's how we're currently using it right now.
0: That sounds good. Yeah. And there's, it seems like there's like AI video clip generators and all that good stuff. Yeah, content writers. It's,
1: it's, and every day, there's hundreds new. of new coming out, right? So yeah. you really got to. I think that's a whole separate podcast, frankly, of AI strategies, right, and how you want to employ them. Because that we're just scratching our agency is just really scratching the surface, and we're kind of dipping our toes in with the AI. One hundred percent.
0: I think someone needs to create if it doesn't already. I'm sure it does a list of all the things that you can automate with AI within a business, create a website that categorizes them and then has the top tools for them and peer review from real business owners. Right. right. And just keep updating that. And we could just check that each day. Like it's the, the Dude, morning newspaper. On,
1: right. Cause yeah. this it, it, AI for everything, especially on the content side, you can social media, video, uh, copywriting. It's insane.
0: 100 percent and then talk to me too like okay speaking of latest trends and you know I'm, I'm keen on ai but for you there's different things within digital marketing i'm sure that we're not aware of how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and developments in your industry
1: i think well for me i usually start the day with uh reading i get different news feeds marketing feeds kind of seeing what's out there uh both on the uh, professional development as far as uh books and then on the industry trends. Uh there's like, you know, Deloitte has a really good marketing uh insight. You can subscribe to some of the big advertising companies, their newsletters. And you know, there's uh there's different ways, uh, you know, uh, LinkedIn things to know before the bell, just on a macro level on the economy, and then you can look for specialty uh marketing newsletters.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And I know someone like you, because I I genuinely believe that business growth is one of the best vehicles for personal growth. As yes. someone who is focused on professional growth and personal growth, like yourself, how have you grown as your business has grown? As yeah, a person- and,
1: uh, that's a great question, and uh, I I strongly believe that who you are as a business person in your per in your personal is should be the same person. Like if you, you have a growth mindset and you're focused on growing your organization, that, that's probably who you are as an individual. So I don't see a difference. Like, you know, six o'clock comes, I'm still that, you know, I was the same person I was, you know, from eight to whatever. It's just a continuation of having that mindset of, you know, uh, interacting both professionally and personally and just being consistent and having the same values and wanting to grow.
0: Absolutely. And you know, that's, yeah, it's interesting because that, I think that authenticity and that vulnerability of just like being your general self, even on sales calls and things like that, like that's kind of rare in the business world. And it's uncommon. Like I speak to some people that work corporate jobs and they're like, no, you you can't be informal. You have to be, you know, suit and tie and professional and all that. I'm like, I, I wouldn't be able to be myself. I wouldn't perform. I wouldn't be a top performer if I did that.
1: No, I agree. And I would and I again, I've only owned small businesses my whole career, but I know when I engage with my clients that that that's what they want. They want your authentic self. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not authentic, you know, people, people are smart. They'll pick up on that in a second. Right. They Like, hey, and, and it's OK if I don't know something. I don't know. I'll say, hey, Ethan, I don't know. I'll get some. I'll, but I'll get back to you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's impossible to know everything these days. No. So people will trust someone who's you know genuine. Like, hey, I'll go do research.
1: That's the important. Part. Do research. So, and the other thing too. Getting back to the, uh, I'm a big, huge advocate of, you know what? Everyone's your buddy when things are, well, are going well, right? Mm-hmm. Clients, friends, you're you're toast to the town. Everyone's great, right? But your true character is measured. Again, excuse me. When the shit hits the fan and stuff starts blowing up, that's when you find out who you are.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. absolutely correct. So whether it,
1: it's personally or you're on a project and something blows up, and I've been doing this for like uh, like almost thirty years, I've never had one project where something doesn't happen. It just mm-hmm. it, that's 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 called reality.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So it's about how you is, navigate.
1: How are you going to navigate that, right? Okay, this blew up. What? Are, let's define what our options are. Okay, we're all, and I'm not focused on uh one of my favorite books, we can get into later, is Extreme Ownership, Jocko Wildnick. Oh, yeah. Mind-blowing, right? It's fantastic, right? And he basically states, hey, when something happens, own it and move forward. Doesn't matter how it happened, whose fault it is. Okay, this is the situation we're in now. What are our options to fix it? And let's pick one and go. And that's it. Because me telling you, oh, Ethan messed this up, it's his fault. No, I'm not, it's not my problem. Well, no, it is my problem because I can't get it, I can't get to the end goal of having a successful project if something's messed up. Well, if it's a personal relationship, you know, this is an issue. It's the elephant in the room. Let's address it. Let's fix it and move forward.
0: Right. Yeah. And then if you as the business owner, the leader of the company exhibit that, then your employees will exhibit that same behavior as well.
1: It becomes part of your culture. Absolutely. It's the organization's culture and the organization's mindset. Hey. You know, know, like everyone else, we're going to make mistakes, but the difference is we're going to own it and we're going to fix it and and create a solution and move forward.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, when you're basically partnering with other companies or collaborating with other companies that are synergistic to you, you want to find these partners and collaborators that have the same values as you. How have you gone about building those partnerships and collaborations to help build your business community?
1: That's a great question. All right, well, a couple of things. Uh, and everyone, you know, you can have a 15, 20 minute, everything's going to be fine, right? It's like going on a first date, everyone's on their best behavior, right? However, you don't really know wh- how it's going to go down until you start performing on a project, right? And then you know, hey, you'll think again, we just talked about having that mindset, how we're going to because basically every time you partner with someone you are melding two cultures together two organizations right how they work and then we're going to figure you you got to be able to work together and my experience has been you know you try to do the best job as possible in selecting the partners but you, you don't know until you actually start working with them
0: right yeah and then you know how do you strengthen a business relationship as you grow how do you, because it, it requires water. It requires, you know, it's almost like you're uh, you're nurturing these relationships over a period of time. And that's something I want to get better at. How do you do it as a, a veteran business executive?
1: So basically, I think uh, this might be harsh, but you've got to decide, hey, who, who are your people, right? Both professionally and personally and say, hey, you know what? I want to work with Ethan's company. And that doesn't, you know, that means you've got to, not just have one or two conversations. You gotta check in, you've got to, you gotta maybe you have you have a five minute phone call with them once a month, and you gotta really decide, hey, these this is gonna be part of my ecosystem and I'm gonna work on these relationships. Absolutely. Because everyone's super busy, right? But you know what in my opinion, uh, you know, do you wanna have do you wanna do you wanna know, do you wanna have relationships with 30 companies? Or do you want to be really deep with a half dozen?
0: That's a good point. Yeah, it's about the strength of the relationship, not the quantity of the amount of relationships you have. And I'm
1: I'm involved with um, Nexco National, which is a B2B uh, virtual group. And then we create the same thing on a, a national level. And with the vetting process, people have to get voted in. So what it does is it kind of, when people go through that process, you already have a vetted risk of potential partners
0: nice i'm seeing a lot more of that i've heard from a lot of other businesses that you know they got to market and they grew from 0 to 1 through referrals only and yep. that's something we we've only recently started to implement like a referral strategy and stuff like that we just started asking for reviews we <laughs> didn't have a system in place for it seems like you're really good with you know networking in the sense of like you probably get a lot of word of mouth customers just because yeah, you have a strong connection fact, with them
1: uh That's, that's 98% of our business is word of mouth referrals. Wow. So, you know, we, we just, you know, you can check out our Google reviews. You know, we, we try to do a really, we try to excel when we deliver and that's how I get all our business. Hey, we worked with Adam and his team. You guys should check them out and then we'll we'll go uh, have a meeting, uh, find out what the requirements are. And then hopefully it's a match. And If it's not a match, I'll refer them to somebody else.
0: Absolutely. Nice. Nice. And I would say, you know, in some marketing is one of those services, you know, it's just software development, I would say now is well essential, but marketing is a tale as old as time, right? Software development just came about like what, 20, 30 years ago. So marketing is such a key part of any business, especially a small business, because you have to grow. Every business needs to grow. So Mm -hmm. what is your best piece of marketing advice that you would give to other business owners starting out or scaling out right now? Yes. So
1: to me, marketing is about creating the experience. When someone interacts with your brand, what's the experience that they're going to have, right? And you want to create that experience and focus on that and look at it from their perspective. When someone interacts with you, your team, your organization, how are you making them feel?
0: Mm. Like you said, no feel do right.
1: Yeah, exactly. How are you making them feel, and and, and making sure that they have a good experience with whether with you personally, or any of your teammates, or your organization? That to me, that's everything, and you focus on what the their experience, right? Because at the end of the day, you want them to have a good experience, of course, but it, it, but it's also selfishly, it's going to benefit you, right? Because this person's going to be out in the world knowing, Hey, I had a really good experience with information experts. And next thing they go, well, you guys should call them, Right. And conversely, if they had a bad experience. They're going to tell everyone.
0: Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, thank you so much for your time today, Adam, like everything so far, has been extremely valuable for someone who's looking to strengthen their community. I, I keep coming back to that theme because everything that you say is really about community. You even mentioned it is. like egos. Yeah, ego is one thing. It's important to be good at what you do, but it's about strengthening that community with other people who are extremely good at what they do. So with that being said, how can someone listening to this podcast find out more about you and stay
1: in touch with you? Fantastic. Yeah, so then you can reach me at a eleven a l A-L-E-V-I-N at informationexperts.com. No E at the end, just 11 at informationexperts.com. Or you can check out our website at informationexperts.com. My calendar link is on there. Just hit that. I'd be happy to uh, wrap with you for 15 minutes. No problem.
0: Awesome. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. This is great.